Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying our podcast, please take a moment to follow and or give us a rating. We would love to hear from you. My name's Lisa, and right off the bat, I apologize. I'm getting over a cold, so bear with me if I sound a little nasally. I'm still kind of working the kinks out and, and healing. But I'm really excited to have this discussion today. This is something very personal to me as this is an experience that I have been through kind of time and time again, and I know I'm not alone in that. So I want to start off by asking you a few things. Have you ever been in a relationship where you feel overwhelmingly lonely, even if you're in the same room as your partner? Have you ever felt like you give everything you can in a relationship but you still don't feel emotionally seen or cared for, these could be indicators that your relationship lacks equal balance. Today, we're going to discuss some general signs of one-sided relationships. Also, signs you may be perpetuating a one-sided relationship and how to work on this dynamic. And again, I've been there before, right? I've had so many times feeling like I'm the one doing the most. I might be the breadwinner, uh, also the emotional cheerleader, the one who's compromising many things in the relationship without having that be reciprocated. And when you really love someone, that could be such a difficult and confusing place to be. You know, you sort of begin to feel torn because you want to give all you can to your relationship and it's from a place of love. But sometimes you feel like you might be losing yourself in that process or it's all at your expense. So as someone who, again, has been through this, I'm really, really excited to kind of just share this out. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into some of these signs that you may be in a one-sided relationship. Sign number one could be that you initiate most, if not all, of the communication. Essentially, you're the one reaching out. You're the one texting, you're sending the memes, you're, you know, trying to call them on the phone and often they may not respond. Uh, they may not get back to you right away or pick up the phone. If you do talk, then they may be really avoidant or not really willing to communicate, right? Kind of giving you that like cold feeling that almost they're trying to get off this phone call with you. So essentially they just seem kind of over it, right? With that communication. Sign number two is you spend a lot of time either apologizing or smoothing things over with them. So because of that awkward or kind of avoidant communication we just talked about, you may feel like you've done something wrong. So let's just say kind of grouping this with sign number one, you call them, um, they pick up, they're really kind of awkward on the phone. You can tell they really just don't want to be talking. And I mean, let's face it too, right? Some people, maybe it's not a good time to talk on the phone or maybe they're having a bad day. There could be a lot of reasons why you kind of get that feeling from someone on the phone. But if this is something really consistent, right? And you can kind of tell there's this, this awkward moment, like they're trying to push you off the phone then, you know, you may start to go into that mode of like, well, I'm sorry, did I call you at a bad time? Or, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it'd be a big deal to call you. I apologize. So we kind of begin that pacifying behavior that we're talking about here, right? They may be cold or distant towards you as well, just in person, not just via communication or on the phone. And that could also lead you trying to accommodate for them, right? Feeling like you've done something wrong and you need to correct it, 
because you get this feeling like maybe they don't want you around or whatever feelings are coming up, you feel like you need to kind of be insightful and self-aware because it almost feels like you've done something wrong for them to feel that way. Sign number three, you find yourself changing your plans or schedule often to accommodate their schedule. And that's not something that's being reciprocated. So maybe you're attempting to create moments for the two of you to connect, have enjoyable couple moments, or to do favors or things for your partner. But this work seems to be all on your shoulders. Maybe they don't allow time in their day to reciprocate and do something for you, or they just seem uninterested in allotting time and space for you within their day. So the effort here might start to feel very daunting and one-sided, right? You're trying to make it work. You're trying to carve out space that's within your boundaries, that is feasible to have that quality time or whatever it is. But it's really starting to make you feel like, you know, I'm the only one really working on this, right? Or I'm the only one putting in this effort. The next sign is you find yourself making excuses for their behaviors. And this is either with yourself or with other people. So when you're in that state of love and confusion that I spoke about in the beginning, you really may begin to try and rationalize. Maybe rationalizing why they aren't willing to communicate, why they don't seem to enjoy spending time with you, or why they don't seem to put effort in to make time for you. Especially if you're starting to feel a little insecure about the relationship, which we're going to discuss in the next sign. They may also be giving you excuses and minimizing their avoidant or inconsistent behavior which you may begin to even adopt, right? And accept even when it's not reasonable. If others pick up on the flighty communication or behavior, you may kind of step up to defend them, right? With those excuses, with that same minimization, with the same kind of avoidance of addressing the issue. Because the truth is you're not able to have a deep conversation about your relationship with your partner. So it becomes really difficult to try to think about having a deep conversation about your relationship with other people. You're not really able to name what's going on, right? Or the reasons really behind this. And it might be really hard to kind of come to terms with the fact that you're really unsure about it yourself. And that could be a really scary moment of actualization. This is something personally I have experienced many times before I really started doing my own work on myself, um, part of who I was in dealing with really difficult things, especially in my relationships, was kind of shying away, right? Not really talking about that with other people. Because first and foremost, if I you know, was trying to make something work, if I thought you know, there's love here and I wanna continue this regardless of what was going on in the relationship, then the thought of me telling other people maybe about some of the difficulties, I mean, that really opened up space where there could be judgment, uh, where I may be told by people that have loving intentions around me, may be told, right, that this isn't a good relationship or, you know, telling me kind of what I needed to do in order to fix it or leave, like whatever their advice would be. And that's really hard because when you're unsure about it yourself, and then maybe you have that outside pressure, right? Again, with loving intention, 
but someone telling you like, you need to end it. This is what you need to say. It's just a really tricky place to be. Um, and I know thinking about that, it led me to be very avoidant about talking to other people about it. I'd much rather kind of internally deal, try to figure it out myself and avoid those feelings. The next sign is that you're constantly worried that they will leave or feel insecure and not good enough. So because there's a lack of vulnerability or consistency going on, this feeling may come up a lot. You may be questioning, what am I doing wrong? Uh, what do I need to do to fix it? When a partner isn't willing to reciprocate the effort, this could raise a lot of feelings regarding your worth, not feeling good enough, and for your partner not wanting to show up for you and make this work. The next sign is that their goals and values have also become your goals and values. So in your attempt to accommodate your partner or make this work, you may start to feel like you're kind of aligning with them, right? Their worldviews, their values. And in this process, you're really forgetting your own. So perhaps since you really want to continue this relationship, you're willing to forget the goals that you've had set in place for yourself. And you're willing to put all your focus and effort just into supporting their goals, what they're going for, their version of their future. I think a really good example here could be you know, maybe someone having the goal or, or having the um, dream and mindset that I want to get married one day or I want to have kids. And let's say your partner is kind of disgust or just let you know that they're not interested in getting married. They're not interested in kids. So maybe in an effort to kind of maintain this relationship, you sort of give in and say, well, yeah, neither do I. Or, you know, I used to want to get married, I used to want kids, but, you know, I don't anymore. I don't need that in my life. Or maybe you hope they're going to change their mind about it, right? So if you kind of say like, no, I'm cool, I don't need those things either, let's just keep this going, I'm happy with what it is, there's that hope there, right, that maybe they're going to change their mind. If that's a place where you're in, I just really want you to take a moment and think about what would happen if down the road they do not change their mind. Because unfortunately, that is a possibility, right? Especially if that's something they have strongly expressed to you. And that could be really painful to think about, but I also want you to value yourself, your goals, and the time that you're spending investing in something that's not gonna give you the things that you want in your life. The next sign is that you consider the relationship when making plans about the future and they do not. So this kind of speaks to the last sign a lot, right? You're, you're thinking ahead, you're dreaming about what could be, where this relationship's going. And relationships, especially long-term, they're gonna have compromise, right? That's just, that's just how it goes in deep committed relationships. But if your partner starts to speak about the future and it's clear, maybe they don't even picture you in it or they don't picture that house with you. They don't picture the kids. They don't picture marriage. They really are just bringing things up that's purely focused on themselves and themselves only. Then this is definitely a moment to think about if this is something you're able to communicate with them. Also, again, that effort, that sacrifice that you're willing to give this person if they really don't see a future with you long-term, right? And, and the time that you're spending within a relationship that may not be fulfilling for you. 
So maybe after listening to some of those, you may be thinking, you know, what if I'm doing that, right? What if I'm the partner that's kind of, you know, giving off this one-sided relationship? So let's quickly go over some signs that you're creating that dynamic. And if so, there's no shame, right? I think, you know, relationships can be really tricky. I think emotional availability sometimes is a difficult thing to work with, especially if we've been through a lot. Maybe this is happening um, right now because you're just not in a place to really fully invest yourself in a relationship. So again, there's absolutely no judgment. Um, it could just be time and place. There could be a lot of reasons why that is happening. But the first sign is that you're not dealing with issues head on. So perhaps it's just easier to turn away than face things, especially big things, right? Again, like in a, a deep committed relationship, maybe you have fear around confrontation or you don't like rocking the boat. You'd rather focus on the fun, enjoyable parts of the relationship. So you tend to smooth over and avoid deeper issues. And this could be because of one of the reasons we just talked about that you don't picture this to be something long-term or that you may not want to invest your time and put the effort in here. Maybe your goals aren't the same. Maybe again, you're not emotionally available right now to really give your all to that relationship. And so you may, yeah, become avoidant with dealing with issues and, and trying to dig deeper because you're just not in it. You're not in it to that degree. The next sign is that you think about yourself more than your partner or the relationship. So you might take center stage and the emotions or preferences of your partner come second to you, or you are avoidant or dismissive of hearing your partner's needs, kind of like in the first sign we talked about. And perhaps you don't find the relationship valuable enough to invest yourself or take into consideration the needs of your partner. The last sign is that you don't follow up on things that are important to them. So maybe you're not checking in. You want them to bring it up all on their own. And even when they do, you may remain very surface level with how you respond or help them sort out feelings. So even moments like say they come home, you can tell they're stressed instead of, you know, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? Maybe your way of approaching that situation is just kind of sitting silently, thinking to yourself like, oh God, here we go. I'm not even going to, not even going to ask. I don't care. I don't need to know. It's their problem. So those signs really speak to, again, not putting in that kind of emotional investment into the relationship that's going to maintain a deep long-term relationship. So how can we work to resolve this? If we're on either side of the fence here, right? If we're the one in the one-sided relationship, if we're the one perpetuating the relationship, first and foremost, communication. We have to be vulnerable and honest about what we need, even if those are hard truths. Even if you're on the side of the fence where right now you're perpetuating the one-sided relationship. If you find that after some thought, some deep thinkings, this really isn't for you. And that's why you're not able, you're not willing to give yourself to that relationship, then being honest about that, right? Even though we may not be fully in it, but we don't want to hurt that person. I mean, think about the hurt, right? Of stringing someone along and not allowing ourselves to grow and be in the spaces that are going to bring us the most joy. 
Also, make it a priority to communicate regularly. This is something we're working on. Balance is going to be found here by realistic expectations between the two of you, and also the barriers and challenges you have. From this conversation, you can make your decision. If you're willing to stay in the relationship, um, if your partner has been open and honest about not being able to meet your needs, right? Or not having those same goals, not feeling that same way. If you guys can just be honest with each other, again, you can kind of come to your own conclusions. If this is something we're both willing to work at, talk through, set realistic expectations, figure out what the challenges have been to meet those, right? Or be open and vulnerable. And you can go from there and make the best, most loving decision for both of you. Also, examine the relationship and explore your boundaries and your deal breakers. Assess what you're contributing into the relationship and what you can realistically maintain in a way that's respectful for both of you, for your time, your emotions, your energy. I mean, if you have not figured out your boundaries already, then take time with yourself. What are your boundaries? It's so important we all go through that process, especially for a relationship. And once we kind of identify what's okay, what's not okay with us, what we need, what we expect, what we can do without or we don't want in our lives, then make those clear with your partner. Emphasize your needs and what is important to you. And I always say this talking about boundaries. Let's say you do identify your needs, your wants, you bring that to your partner. And if their response is, you know, that's stupid, uh, I don't care, then that is a really eye-opening moment that your partner is not showing you the respect that you deserve. And so I think that's, you know, a really tough moment to go through that. But again, it's a very eye-opening moment for you to think about, um, am I willing to invest my time, my love, my energy into, into someone else or this relationship that's not respecting me in the ways that I do need to be respected? Next, ask yourself the hard questions. Face what you may be avoiding. So is your partner avoidant in other relationships in their life, like with their friends or their family, or is this just going on with you? I mean, there's a possibility that your partner has not had the space to learn how to be emotionally available. Maybe their childhoods have created this pattern, right, of not being open and vulnerable, not feeling comfortable doing that. Or maybe past relationships have gotten them to that place, right, where it's difficult to be open and vulnerable. But if your partner seems to have the time and effort put into other relationships in their life, except for yours, then this may be a really big red flag that perhaps this isn't their priority, right? And again, you can take and do what you want with that information. At the end of all these signs, these suggestions, I just want to say that if you're constantly anxious or have feelings of unworthiness, shame, or resentment, then these are most likely signs that you've taken on too much. And obviously, if we take on too much, it could lead to burnout or feelings of even numbness or anger with the situation. Or on the flip side, if you feel like you have been the one-sided partner in creating that dynamic, if you knowingly are not invested in this relationship or don't feel like there's a future, you can feel very annoyed by the situation or overwhelmed while continuing this partnership and stringing this along. 
Either way, it's just, it's not fair to both parties involved. If you've reached a breaking point or decided that this isn't a relationship you want to maintain, do what is best for both of you. And know that you absolutely have the right to end a relationship that's not the best, most loving fit for you. Um, I just want to mention too, we do have an episode talking about breakups, how we deal with breakups. And so again, if this is something, if this is a point that you're getting to, encourage you to check out that episode as well. If you do try and talk to your partner about how you're feeling and they're not willing to adjust behavior, maybe they become very defensive or even gaslight or blame you for how you're feeling, then I hate to say it, but this is likely a sign that there's not going to be real change moving forward. Again, another thing to kind of face and take with that information what you want. Accountability and openness, it it's the key to changing the dynamic of one-sided relationships. So please, again, just keep these things in mind while evaluating your relationship. But all that being said, I would love to do a little meditation with you now. I thought it would be a really good idea today to do a meditation that kind of speaks to dealing with difficult emotions. Because regardless, no matter what kind of a relationship you're in, one-sided or not, relationships can be challenging. They can bring upon a lot of difficult emotions sometimes, but especially for this case, talking about one-sided relationships, a lot of negative emotions and feelings can come up, which you know we just kind of spoke to. So I thought this would be a really great idea for this episode. So if you're available right now to take on this meditation, I encourage you to find a comfortable position, sitting, lying, standing, whatever is best for you. While you're finding this position, just start to focus on your breathing a little bit. We don't need to change it right now. Just bring an awareness to it. As we kind of sink into this comfortable position we found, either soften your gaze or close your eyes. Start to shift your attention to sensations going on in the body. Maybe start to notice your posture. Or just feel the sensations going around your body at this moment. Start to take deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Find a rhythm and a flow with this breathing. And really focus on this breathing pattern. At any point, if you have things going on in your mind, sounds, distractions around you, just come back to your breath. Now that we have found this strong pattern with breathing in through our nose and out through our mouth, shift the focus from the breathing, let that go into autopilot, and start to notice what emotions may be surfacing for you. Silently ask yourself, what emotions am I feeling right now? If you sat down for this exercise without any strong emotions, then maybe right now you're feeling contentment. Maybe you are feeling peaceful. 
Or maybe there's other emotions going on for you. Confusion, worry, maybe a sense of urgency. Start to label the most prominent emotion or emotions you're feeling. Continue to shift between the breath and the emotions that you're holding right now. So when you feel the emotion come up, label it, identify what it is, and return to your breath. If you feel overwhelmed by the emotion or it's scary or disturbing, just stay with your breath until you feel better. Now we're going to shift to showing ourselves some loving kindness. Feel each breath moving in and out. If it's possible for you, place your hand over your heart. And if you're doing so, feel the warmth of your hand. And if not, imagine warming up that space. Visualize that heart space in your mind and send some energy to it. Feel that connection you have with yourself. Say to yourself, I am loved. Say to yourself, I am worthy. And say to yourself, I am deserving. Just remain here for a moment, your hand over your heart, still with that breath. And just allow yourself a moment to thank yourself for taking on this meditation. Feel a sense of pride for facing emotions, especially if they are difficult being able to identify them. And you can drop your hand from your heart. You can go back to your normal breathing. Start to bring attention and energy back into your body. Open your eyes. And come back into the room. I hope you enjoyed that meditation. Um, something a little different there, identifying emotions and things coming up, which isn't always easy to do. And I know especially in difficult moments of relationships sometimes, it's really not easy to kind of sit and really think about what's coming up for us. So I just hope the content today was helpful for some listeners out there. Again, I know I am not the only person that's been in these kinds of relationship dynamics before. I do understand how difficult it is felt to go through them um, and sometimes having to make the hard choices or come to hard realizations or doing the work to change those dynamics. And I hope that it has been empowering and brought some clarity to anyone who is or has been in one of these relationships. So a big thank you to the amazing listeners out there for joining me today. And I hope you'll join us for our next conversation.